0: Second Samuel chapter 21 verse 1 And there was famine in the days of David three years, year after year, and David sought the face of the Lord. And the Lord said, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he put to death the Gibeonites. Isn't this interesting that God is punishing Israel with famine for three years, for something that happened under Saul's kingdom, even though Saul is no longer alive? Which means God remembers sin. We can't kid ourselves into thinking that God forgets. He remembers sin, even if it's in a different time frame than what we think he would remember it in. The Israelites are paying for the sins of Saul, even though Saul is long dead. This is important to repent of things that you did 20 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 years ago. Repent just because you aren't doing that anymore doesn't mean that you've been forgiven. You have to repent and ask for forgiveness. A lot of times people confuse repentance with lack of opportunity. And in reality, all it is is lack of opportunity. Pretend you used to sleep around 20 years ago and you don't do it anymore but you're 65 now and nobody wants to sleep with you. That's why you don't do it anymore. It isn't because you repented. We really need to look at our past and be sorry about it and humble ourselves before the Lord and ask God to forgive us. We shouldn't think that just because we're old and slow and tired and blind that we're now innocent of everything that we did when we were more able-bodied. We're not innocent until we're forgiven. So Israel hasn't been forgiven for Saul killing the Gibeonites yet. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. And the children of Israel had sworn unto them, and Saul sought to slay them in his zeal for the children of Israel and Judah. Which means the Gibeonites were pagans, but they had been promised to be protected by Israel, and yet Saul slew them anyway. Saul broke a promise, and that was why God was mad at Israel. 3. And David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you, and wherewith shall I make atonement, that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord? David says, God won't forgive us until we make reparations to make it right what we had done to you. So tell us, what should we do to make reparations? And this is another lesson for you and I. Sometimes we have to make reparations. If you stole $50 from somebody and never paid it back, don't expect God to forgive you until you go and pay the money back. Then you know that God will forgive you. If you can't pay it back, then you can at least go and apologize and say that you're really sorry for taking the money. But a lot of people think, oh, God will forgive me, but they're fully capable of making reparations and they don't, which means that they're not truly sorry. And if you're not truly sorry, you aren't going to be forgiven. God doesn't just throw out forgiveness like some people throw out candy at a parade. He forgives when we repent. That's how forgiveness works. We don't get free forgiveness for nothing. So if it's within our ability to make reparations, we need to do that. 4. And the Gibeonites said unto him, It is no matter of silver or gold between us and Saul or his house, neither is it for us to put any man to death in Israel. And he said, What say ye that I should do for you? The Gibeonites say that money can't make us happy, and we don't want any of you guys to die either. And so David says, Well, then what do you want? 5 And they said unto the king, The man that consumed us, and that devised against us, so that we have been destroyed from remaining in any of the borders of Israel. 6 Let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, and we will hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, the chosen of the Lord. And the king said, I will deliver them. What they're telling David is, We don't want any of your household to die, because your household didn't offend us, it was Saul's household, and we don't want money either. We want seven sons from Saul's house to die. That will make it even between our house and his house. And David says, okay, this means that there are descendants of Saul that are still alive besides Mephibosheth. 7 But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. He had made an oath with Jonathan to spare Jonathan's household specifically, so he can't break that oath, and he's not going to allow the lame Mephibosheth to be killed. 8. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bore unto Saul, Armani, and Mephibosheth, which is a different Mephibosheth, not the lame one. This is a totally different Mephibosheth. And the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, whom she bore to Adriel, the son of Barzillai, the Meholathite. I was wrong when I said earlier that Michael didn't have children. She did have five sons to her second husband that Saul gave her to. So she has 5 sons that are not royal children, but she never had children with David. And then it looks like he also took sons of concubines. Michael's sons are not royal, and then the other ones are from concubines, and that's how he collected the 10 sons to be killed to make reparation. 9. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the mountain before the Lord, and they fell all seven together, and they were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days at the beginning of barley harvest. 10. And Rizpah the daughter of Aiah took sackcloth, and spread it for her upon the rock, from the beginning of harvest, until water was poured upon them from heaven. And she suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beasts of the field by night. This is really sad for Rizpa, because it isn't her fault at all that her sons have been killed, and in her mourning, she won't allow the animals to eat their bodies, because they were denied a proper burial, they were hanged, their bodies were shamed, and then they were denied burial, but she won't let the animals eat the carcasses, so she's losing sleep day and night by waving these birds away. Which is really sad, because she's a mother in mourning, and she isn't getting sleep either. 11. And it was told David that Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, the concubine of Saul, what she had done. 12. And David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son from the men of Jabesh-Gilead, who had stolen them from the broad place of Beth-shan, where the Philistines had hanged them, in the day that the Philistines slew Saul and Gilboa. 13. And he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. David is going to help Rizpa out so that she doesn't have to keep being out there in the cold morning and trying to fight off all the wild birds. He decided to collect her son's bones along with Jonathan and Saul's bones that were defiled by the Philistines when Jonathan and Saul died. So now her sons will actually get buried with the late king and his firstborn son, so they'll have an honorable burial. Thirteen, and he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. Fourteen, and they buried the bones of Saul and Jonathan his son in the country of Benjamin in Zela, in the sepulcher of Kish his father, and they performed all that the king commanded, and after that God was entreated for the land. Rizpah, this woman, had her sons buried honorably with the late king and Jonathan. And now God is satisfied that reparations have been made for the Gibeonites. 15. And the Philistines had war with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. And David waxed faint. Meaning that David got really tired when he was fighting against the Philistines. He is getting older. 16. And ish who was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear was 300 shekels of brass and weight, he being girded with new armor, thought to have slain David. David fainted, and this giant Ishbibenob thought that David was dead. So the Philistines have giants in their midst, because remember they had Goliath and his brother, and now they have another giant fighting for them. 17. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, succored him and smote the Philistines and killed him. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the lamp of Israel. Abishai killed the giant, and the men of David told King David, We're not going to allow you to go out to battle anymore. You're too old. If you go out to battle, it weakens all of us. From now on, you're going to stay in the palace, and we'll battle without you. 18 And it came to pass after this, that there was again war with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibekai the Hushethite slew Saf, who was of the sons of the giant. Sibekai is an Israelite, and he killed a giant during that other battle with the Philistines. 19 And there was again war with the Philistines at Gob. And Elhanan the son of jer the Bethlehemite slew Goliath the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. There's another Goliath. This isn't the same Goliath that David slew. So this is another giant named Goliath. And one of David's men, el killed him. So you can see David's warriors are pretty incredible. They're all killing giants. Twenty. And there was again war at Gath, where was a champion that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number. And he also was born to the giant. Sometimes giants have six fingers and six toes. I don't know why, but it has something to do with genetics. The same genetics that can make a person really big can also make a person have extra fingers and toes. So he had 24 fingers and toes. 21. And when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, David's brother, slew him. Jonathan, the nephew of David, killed this giant. 22. These four were born to the giant in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. There was one giant family in Gath that had these four sons, and the Israelites killed all of them. Goliath was also from Gath, and he was killed a lot earlier by David, so Gath must be a good little giant factory. Anyway... The Philistines are continuing to lose their giant fighters and that concludes 2nd Samuel chapter 21.